Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. On this time, a positive week after my angry rant last time, which was brought on by Stoke being utterly rubbish. But yesterday, we won a game and we won a game pretty well against Sunderland. To go over all this and discuss everything that's gone on over the last two weeks, because of course we didn't do one because of the international break, is with me Ange. Hello Angela. Hello, and the voice of reason is back. Uh, we have rant and reason, and I think that's what we should call the podcast moving forward. Rant versus reason. And I'll let you decide, dear listeners, who is rant and who is reason. Well, it's it's obvious that I'm the rant, you know, I'm a very emotional man, I don't deny it, but um, they have been shit, so yeah, people can understand. <laughs> so, yeah, rant and reason, and uh, you should always say what you mean, you shouldn't keep chatting it up. Exactly. Now, listen, I, like every Stoke fan, was really concerned about yesterday, and that was a massive three points for Stoke City. Uh, I thought we started well, I thought they were really good and in, intense pressure the first few minutes and then we did what Stoke always do, we scored a goal and then we give them one back. Uh, and then we scored again at the start of the second half and how that bloke said it at the post I'll never know, but we deserve a bit of luck and well done. And the fans were great, uh, it's just really good. It, it, doesn't it make your weekend though, everybody listening, you know, be more people wanting to listen to this podcast because Stoke have won. And uh, it just makes your weekend when they do well. And so my weekend was made. Well, that could be the truth. But I'll be honest, we get less listeners when we win, and So I think my rants go down well. I don't know if it's true. Well, I don't they must know. Do. But they must do, because uh, you've practised a bit off, haven't you? Oh, I'm always in front of the mirror. <laughs> screaming at it, going, we're not putting up with this. <laughs> and, and I'll be brutally honest with you, I'm still not 40% on Alex Neal. I'll be honest, I'm not not his biggest fan at the moment. But he got a win, so we have to let it slide till Wednesday, isn't it? And then, then the, yeah, ramp, the ramps might be back. Massive game. I don't care how we play, so long as we get the three points. Its performance doesn't matter at the moment, it's getting points. Well, that's true. So we'll, we'll cover that later when we go on to his predictions because neither of us have got one right yet so far. So it shows how good we are at this game. No, neither I, of do us... think if, I do think if you listen back, Mr Ranter, I said 2-1 last week. Well, that's funny. We didn't do one last week, Anne. So been well, caught... the week we did one. The week we did one, <laughs> I predicted 2-1. 100% or listen back. Yeah, you say 2-1 every week, but I think you went for Sunderland. Right. I but didn't it... say who I went for, I said 2-1. Right, anyway, we can't keep rabbiting and ranting. There's a lot discussed this week. And we go straight okay. in with the game. We played Sunderland at home, as everybody knows, if people were there. And we got off to the perfect start. We went up against their back line, and they're in good form at the moment, Sunderland. A well-fancied young team. I think it's the youngest team in the league, from what I know. Um, and they've got a superstar in the making who's the brother of a superstar already in Bellingham but we hit first and Ryan May in the seventh minute smacked away his first goal in the championship for Stoke and it was a great goal well linked up worked it well very long ball Pulis would have been proud of that goal wouldn't he Ange? Listen I will take every bit of luck going but if that goal had been scored against Stoke I would have gone mental because he handled that ball. That ball was above shoulder line. He handled it. I don't care. We won. He took it well. And I'm dead chuffed. But we had, that was the first bit of luck. That and then the post. And we deserved it. We've had some dreadful luck. And we also probably should have conceded the penalty 
in the last minute, but we didn't. So, yeah, it was a good start. Yeah, he took his chance well. I mean, Larice got to the ball well. Beautiful knockdown. I mean, in that one moment, he's already done more than Wesley, hasn't he? Which shows, shows that when we have a full fit squad, we might be okay for the rest of this season. But, yeah, it's just getting that full fit squad. Yeah, that's the problem. And then only a few minutes later, another lone, ex-lone star at Stoke hit back with a dreadful mistake, which we'll obviously probably cover in the player ratings, but a mistake that led to Clark pulling it level. Well, it, it would have been hard to miss. I, I actually thought Travers might have done a bit better when he pushed the ball out, because they always say you never push it out to somebody's feet. Maybe he couldn't push it any further. It was defensively bad before, but he, he, he only had to tap it in, and uh, you just think, oh my God, you know, three minutes after we've scored, we gift him a goal. Yeah, it, it's it's the same old story, isn't it? That, that's the thing that still worries me about yesterday. But um, then the hero in the 47th minute, pretty much again straight off the kickoff, McNally gets his first goal in the Championship of Stoke, or I think it's his first goal. Um, cracking, yeah. cracking goal, I'll take that all day. Well, it was probably the first decent dead ball from the corner that DJ that DJ had put across. I mean, he'd done two corners previously that didn't even beat the first man. He got his head on it, he scored, and incidentally, a friend of mine, who's, this is a slight aside, a friend of mine who's over from Malta came over for the game yesterday and will be there on Wednesday, Ray, he bumped into McNally and his dad in Stone this morning and just congratulated him on the goal. And how nice that the, uh, McNally's father asked him if they got tickets for Wednesday night, which they have. But I thought, what a what a really nice gesture. You you, you probably don't get many gestures like that in football now. But uh, so I just thought that was really nice and stick it in from the side. But my word, yeah, what a, what a great great goal it was in terms of Stoke City getting three points. It was an important goal, and what a nice man! What a lovely lovely man yeah. offering tickets out. Where was he when I was around? But anyway, that's being a bit selfish. But, but before we move into player ratings, we obviously have to go through the match stats. Possession, they had the most with 53 to our 47. Shots, they had more. They had 18 to our 11. They had seven on targets to our four. And corners, we smashed that with six to two. And yet again, the consistency follows on. We had more fouls with 17 to nine. Which shows you that having possession and being the controlling team doesn't really get your hands. That proves that there, because we weren't the better team, were we? I don't think we were the better team. I thought they had more chances too. Um, but, uh, listen, nobody in Sunderland will be walking around today saying how, how they had most of the play and um, they were robbed. They'll just be saying they had chances and missed them, because they did. They had a chance before the the one at the post where I forget who it was should have buried it. Uh, they definitely had that chance with the one that hit the post. And how many times have Stoke played people this year had great chances? The other teams went up the other end and scored. It just happens, and uh, luckily for us, it happened for us yesterday rather than against us. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I thought they were the better team. I thought I think they just didn't take their chance. They basically. They basically became Stoke and we became the other team, you know, for the first time yeah, this season, yeah, really. absolutely. And it's great to see. Right, now we move into the player ratings, which is back after my rant last time, eh, Angela. So we go in with Mark Travers. Well, I'm going to go with a 
Now, Mark Cavendish is one of these keepers that can make some really good saves and then just make some awful rickets. Uh, he came out for a cross yesterday, I don't know if you remember it, and he made the right mistake of that. Um, I think he should have done better for the goal, but he also made a couple of really good saves. So he's getting a six from me. Uh, I think that's fair. He gets a six. I mean, I think the, I think Bellingham, to be honest, was the best player on the pitch by a mile uh, yesterday. I think yeah, he's, yeah. I think he's a real talent. I do that lad. Um, he's brother. Well, we like him on the midfield. Uh, I mean, you know, I thought Berger was the best player on the pitch. From being honest, and then he took him off. Well, you give us a little bit of a ruiner there of your man of the match there, I'm sure. What? Um, no, I didn't say he was man of the match. I said he was the best player on the pitch. I'll come to my man of the match at the end. Oh, OK, right. So I'm going to go on with a steady <laughs> six. Um, I thought it was a very poor bit of goalkeeping for the Clark goal. I mean, yeah. you, you just put it anywhere else, don't you? I mean, he, yeah. Clark didn't even have to move. He didn't have to move from stride to just pass that no, on the back of the net. You just scored that, Ian. Yeah, I, I would have buried that, Ange. Don't you worry about yeah. that. Or, it, or just yeah. booted it straight at Travis's head for being an idiot. But, to be honest, everything else, I think he made a few good saves through the game. I think, he, yeah, he made a bit of a clangor from that cross. But, I think right at the end from the corner, and the, I think it was Clark once, I think that was a brilliant save. So I, I, it's it's good and bad from Travers, but we won the game, so we don't mind, do we? It's one of them. Now, back in the team, to dismay of a few, and I was a bit shocked, but Hoover is back in the team. Yeah. Um, I thought he was... I thought he was really poor in the first half. Um, I thought he defended a lot better in the second half. I I'm not sh- I don't rate him that much as a defender. I, I rate him as a sort of wing back going forward, but uh, he wasn't great for me, and I'm giving him a, a five. Yeah, a five's probably right. I mean, first half he was shambolic defensively. I think there's a massive debate with Hoover of where to play him. To be honest, he's now reminding me a lot of Timon. Except that Hoover yeah, has yeah. got a cracking attacking edge to him where time and he's he just used to love running around with his mouth open, didn't he? But I think he made some good movement yesterday, getting into deadly positions, but he didn't come to anything, but defensively he was all over the place. Even in the second half, you said he got better. I still think he was at fault for losing Clark. He was at fault for as well as Travers for the goal because he left his marker. You know, Clark was yeah, completely unmarked in the box and just was able to tap it in with no pressure. So he gets a five from me. And he's back. The The old man's back. He's not, like people have reported, he's not in Trenton Gardens playing golf. Ender Stevens. Again, I thought he was better in the second half. I thought he did OK. Nothing brilliant. Six. A six. I don't know, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven, I thought he was, I mean, I mean he took the captain's arm, man, I thought that was, a, I don't know if that's a good choice, I hope it's not permanent, but I thought he did all right, I thought defensively he was strong. Well, he, did, he did okay, but, you know, uh, we've got to keep him fit, because he's, he's, he's had only left back, isn't he? Well, we're going to talk about the the big problems with left side and right side at Stoke after, but I, I thought he was good, and I, I didn't, at one moment, think he was going to struggle. I think when Clark swapped in the second half, I thought he handled it pretty well. Um, I, I just think he was a he was a genuine threat. I thought he was con- he was he was always in the right place, and he looked a man younger of his years. I was impressed with him. I think he's, I think he's he's okay. We're always going to have to worry about his fitness, so when we haven't got a left back in there 
to replace him, it's always going to be a bit of a worry. But I thought he did well yesterday, and I'll give him a seven. I'm, I'm not tight like you, Anne. Right, so now we're going with McNally. Well, I mean, he became a bit of a hero, didn't he? Because um, it was a decent header for the goal. I thought he did his job well, which um, in the past when we've looked at the central defence, we've been a bit worried. He was solid, wasn't he? So I'm, I'm going to give him a seven. I'll go with an eight for McNally. I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch. I thought I thought he was good defensively. He was solid. I think he was trying to, which is strange of his age. You know, how old is he? Twenty one, twenty two, and he was marshalling Rose about. I, I, I'm not Rose's biggest fan. I think that was obvious after the last podcast. But I thought McNally shone. I think he's he deserves an eye mark for his goal. I think it was a thunderous header, brilliant little finish. And he gets, and we now know his father's a lovely bloke as well. So it's it's nice to see these players at Stoke. <laughs> and we now move into my favourite player at the moment, Michael Rose. Right, well, he did some decent stuff. A uh, couple of nice passes. I think he made a few interceptions as well. But, my God, he was completely a fault for the goal. Um, I, thought he read, I thought he read the game all right. I thought he was positioned well, but my word... That was some setback. Um, I suppose the one thing you can say is he kept his head up, he kept going, it didn't destroy him. Uh, six. Uh, I'll go on with a five. I thought he was average at best. I mean, he's, he's a mediocre player for me. I, I don't think he's he, he's ever really going to be... He, I mean, how long have we got him? Is it one year? Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. I think he's getting marginally better. But for me, he gets taken out of position easily. He, he, he loses his positional sense easily for me. Yeah, he, the problem is with him, he's he's tracking too much and he's trying to... Basically, he's, he's yeah. out of position, Ange. I don't care how many times we say it, he's out. He's, he's playing left side of the defence. It's not his place. And he, he's not comfortable on that left side. And it, it's very difficult to play there, which we keep talking about. But his pass which pretty much helped concede the goal, was was frightening, to be honest. It was a simple pass. He had three options on the table, and he passed it straight to a Sunderland player. And defence, I don't know why he's so afraid of heading the ball. I mean, I thought he lost his marker for the Ballard header, which hit the bar, to be honest. I thought yeah. that was his fault. I think he's OK. I think he's a decentish defender. But I think he's he's never in the right place, which is a big problem. And he panics, which is another big problem. And um, that's for me why he gets a low mark. Right, now we move into a, a great Roy Keane-like performance from Ben Pearson. I actually thought Ben Pearson gave a, a captain's-like performance yesterday. I thought he did what he had to do. I thought he led by example. And he does the dirty stuff well, doesn't he? He's one of those players, when he played against us, he always hated him but when he plays for you you love him don't you he, he, he just he just does everything that he has to do the one thing is he's always going to get a yellow card and I thought I don't know if you noticed when he got he wanted to back chat to the referee at one point and Gerger very quickly thought hey, oh, here we go again he could go off here and dragged him out of the way so for me he's getting a seven uh, I think he gets an eight from me Ben Pearson I think he ran himself into the ground I thought he's Short passes were always on key. He worked damned hard. He, he defensively did his job. I thought he covered well. Um, 
mainly for Rose, I'll be honest. Um, I thought he did well. I thought he linked up quite nicely with Berge. But he, he played in that holding role nicely. And he, he dropped back in yeah. and supported to make it a free when we were getting attacks. He, I'll be honest, he did struggle with Bellingham. But Bellingham, I'll be honest, is a freak of nature for the age he is. He's only 18 and he looks like he's... He looks like a basketball player. I've, I've got to be honest, he's a powerful, tall lad for a man of his age. I mean, why Stoke weren't in for him when he's, he moved for 800 grand is absolutely beyond me, but that's a different story. Uh, yeah, I think in the closing stages where he's normally gone off, I thought he was making really good tackles and keeping Sunderland away from the goal. I, I thought he was pretty good, Ange. I've got to give him an eight. I thought he really played well. Right, now... Another brilliant performance for me, and that was Wu Berge. Well, I've been more upset you before, but he is For me, Ansberger, I thought I thought he was the he shone for me. Um, Why did he take him off? He must have only took him off for the cards. Well, and he couldn't have taken him off for any other reason. We'll we'll discuss discuss that in Alex Neal's rating because that's going to be interesting. Um, okay. But I'll say I think Berger's. I love how his blind over the head long ball kick led to a goal. That that's yeah. that's one thing. He just booted it behind him, going, "I, d- I don't care where that goes," and he, he ended up scoring a goal. Yeah, and I, I, I was watching yeah. him, and I loved how he just did this, like, I don't know, this like, oh, sorry, <laughs> to the Sunderland players. <laughs> I thought I like him. <laughs> I'll take him, yeah. and I, I think he's got a lot of quality about him. I like how he gets in great positions to have little pop shots from outside the box, and I think he will. When once he gets confident, he'll take a few chances. I think he will. Um, I think he's a quality player, and I think he's probably once he gets going, I think he'll shine to be our best player. And because you could see yeah. his movement, his technique, he was fair enough. He was a bit weak for the Bellingham run when he went through to have the shot, which led to the goal. I think he was a bit weak there. He should have followed him all the way back. But I can't. It's just nitpicking if I did do that. Right next, Johnson. Well, I thought he was dire yesterday. I thought his passing was poor. I thought his delivery from set pieces and corners was awful, apart from the one for the second goal. I, I just thought he was... Uh, he didn't offer anything yesterday. I just... I, I, look, I thought the first half he was worse than the second half. He, he made the goal with, with his corner. But for me, he was poor throughout and he's getting a five. Uh, he gets a four from me, Johnson. I agree with you. I thought he was very weak. His balls were all hitting the first man or going over by far. Fair enough, he got an assist for the goal, which was the only good good thing he did of the day, to be honest. Um, I, I'm not a rater of him, manager. I think he's too hit and miss for me. I think we've got him a year too, too late from what I see of him. I think he, he'll do, 
But what annoys me is we've signed Johnson when we could have got out and got Bellingham, who for me looks like he's going to be a Prem player all day long when he's a bit older. And I think that's a bit of a shame. But Johnson, I mean, dreadful touch in the area where, you know, he could have led to, he could have given us a, an earlier lead than we had. But yeah, yeah, let's just give him a bit more time. But that's supposed to be his position we've been crying out for in play. And he must be. He must have something on Alex Neal because he's playing him every week. Right, Larry. Well, the one thing he says he doesn't hide. He, when he's rubbish, he's rubbish all over the pitch. He doesn't hide. No, he, I agree with you. He, he, he is a grafter and he ain't, he ain't afraid for criticism, which is coming around a lot at the moment. But for me, I think he plays too much. He's, he's there. He's there. Alex Neal's version of Louis Baker, where he's in the team every week. Right, let's move to Larice. Yeah, um, he isn't a winger. I don't care what anybody says, he's not a winger. Um, he runs. I mean, when he was brought in, he was brought in as the Jacob Brown replacement because um, he can move and keep going. He's got a good engine on him. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, he, he, made, he did that good header and assist for the first goal. Um I would say that he's, he has got a really good engine because he was he was funneling back, it was playing right back for a lot of the game and I thought he helped to nullify Clark really because um, Hoover was needing help. So he's going to get a seven. He worked his socks off, he's going to get a seven, but he's not a winger. Um, I'll go on with a six with Phil Aries. I mean, I thought he did well for the goal. I mean, like I've said right at the beginning of the pod, I think he did more in that header than Wesley's done since he's played in a Stoke shirt. I thought he took, took the header down well. But I think he was nullified. I think he can be a good winger, Ange. And he does remind me of Jacob Brown because he, he just doesn't stop, does he? he he's, no, he's, not at all. But I don't think he's, he's going to have the goal contributions that Brown has. Um, no. I'd, I'd like to see him a bit far further forward, but I think that'll happen when Dylan Gooch comes back in because then Larry's can not drop back as much. Because it was good, def- it was good work from him. Because he was covering Hoover. Because let's be honest, Hoover can't defend. So it was like whoever's up there, whoever's furthest forward, does the right winger role, which for me doesn't work, um, and it won't work a long time. And I think Hoover might be the sacrifice of that in January, when you know players might be able to go back or whatever. I think they might go, yeah, you can have Hoover. We've got Gooch and Junior. We don't need another right back we might look at getting a left back in but I, I like his work rate Angie. he works hard and uh, we, and as Stoke fans you know what we like we like a bit of a grafter don't we Angie? And, and I think that's Absolutely. what he does and that's what he does he, 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 I don't think he's got the quality yet but we, he hasn't been in opportunities yet Ange to show how good his balls are how good his balls are how good his crossing is and he's we, we will find that out later on I think when once the team settles Hopefully with a new man. No, I'm joking. Right, let's go into Vidigal. Um, I thought he he tried hard and he pressed hard. Um, I don't think he's hundred percent fit. I th- he obviously is lacking games to get back into it. Uh, and I, I think uh, Mai or Mamey as everybody's calling him now. I'm not sure which it is these days. I think they both need games, but uh, he's always Vidigal's always got that look of somebody that's going to have that killer pass or or maybe score um, he's quite direct in what he does and so I'm giving him a 7 
Uh, another six for me for Vidigal. I mean, I thought, to be honest, let's let's be brutally honest. He was targeted by Sunderland. They were nagging at him. Little little fouls here and there. They, they were double marking him. They knew it. They knew he Mowbray knew he was our threat, and I think they marked him out the game. But I like how he moves. He's the only one that looks like he could come alive with the ball, and maybe something could happen. Um, we didn't see it against Sunderland, but I thought he's like I say he was he was, he was marked out the game, and I think the, he, he was there though. He no, he didn't hide. He didn't do what timing used to do what other players in the past do where they just stand in between two players he was always moving so I was still impressed with him and he isn't fit I agree with you but we just got to give him a bit more time right now we go into some say the hero of the day Ryan May well he scored I think he's improving I mean he's hardly played any football uh I, as I said at the time, I thought it was a handball, but I don't care. He took it well. He finished well. I think again, he, he needs he needs games. He presses quite well, um, and when you look at how he finished the goal after he, he brought it down, um, I thought it was I thought it was a good finish. So uh, he'll get a seven as well. Uh, I'll go on this an eight actually. Think for Ryan May. I, I liked I liked how he was playing. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. It was handball. It did at the top of his shoulder, not chest. But I liked how he touched it and ran onto it and scored. We, we, I, this is how the barrel scraping is now, Ange, that have got to go, oh my God, he's doing what a striker does. Because I forgot what strikers yeah. do, Ange. I thought strikers were people that ran round touching the ball five times a game. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, this lad, he, he took it well. And what I liked about him for the rest of the game, he was always trying to get in behind. And I think if we can get a good target man, because that's how it worked for him now, he's impressed in Hungary. I looked at his stats, he, he plays more as a two, where the big man would knock it on and he would run onto it and score a goal. Similar to what Benicophobia used to do for Wolves, where he'd, he'd knock on yeah. in front of him, he'd run onto the ball and score the goal. So... I think he took his chance well and that was better for me because all the other times I've seen him play he's really been out of the game but at least this time he was making the marshalling runs right now the first sub on the 70th minute was Laurent for Johnson which was well needed at that point I didn't think he got going really I, I thought he just chunked a bit he, he did one or two um, tough things when he got the ball I, I just didn't think he was great, and um, I'm giving him a four. Uh, a three for me. I think he did run around a bit, which helped in those later stages. Um, he's been dropped for a reason, Auntie, let's be brutally honest. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll go in with a four. I've, for me, Angie, he might be one that we're, we're going to start looking at letting go, because it's strange, ain't it, that we give somebody the captain's armband and he's gone from being probably one of our better performers to pretty average, to be honest, isn't it? Well, we have that with Lewis Baker as well. Yeah, he's back, by the way, Ange, as well. He's, he's back, he's in the training. I mean, we'll no, we're not going to talk about Lewis Baker because my opinions have been pretty much said. And at the same time, Jordan Thompson came on for Berger. Now, I didn't understand this at all, Ange. Well, I think it was purely because he'd been carded and he was in danger of getting carded again. Uh, so what did Thompson do? He came on and I think within about five minutes he'd got a card. 
Um, I didn't think he did much right. I didn't think he did much wrong. Uh, he'll get a five from me. Uh, he's always going to stick his foot in, isn't he, and try and keep us... He'll do the dirty stuff and um, he'll try and make certain that we keep what we've got. And that's why I think he wrote him on five. Yeah, I thought he was a bit unlucky to get the card. He'll get to five from me, a typical one, because he didn't underperform. But... Um, yeah, there's not a lot to really say. There's not a lot that happened there. And then we move into the 79th minute where Gooch came on for Vidigal. Yeah, I think that was because Vidigal was running out of petrol. Um, Gooch, he tries hard. He does what he has to do. Um, I'll give him a 5-2. Yeah, another 5. I like, I like Gooch, to be honest. I think he's a proper right-back. I don't know why he's trying to move him into the left side. But he was lively, he came on, a lot of energy, broke up and down that left side, no point because he couldn't get with his left. But yeah, I, I do like Gooch, I think he's a good side. He's, he's surprised me, because I thought he was just one of those squad players at Sunderland that you know, would end up doing well in the Championship and then slowly dropping down the leagues. But he has got a bit of quality yeah. about him. Yeah, um, and then Nathan Lowe, our young hero, came on for Ryan May in the 79th minute. Well, I thought he came on and he, he tried to occupy their defence um, by by pressing whenever he could. But more importantly, I thought he did a lot of defensive work. Um, when when he wasn't able to go forward, he certainly was sticking himself about defensively. Uh, and, I, I, you know, for a young lad to do that, he clearly is still learning his trade. I'm going to give him a six. Yeah, he get a five from me as well. I mean, he didn't have time to do a lot, really. But I did I did think he held the ball up well. He kept the pressure off Stoke for a bit so he could regroup. I think he came on and did his job well. He's an impressive young lad for me. I think there's a, I think there's a future there. Personally, I'd say he needs a loan. But we'll see what happens. Right, so now we're going with the whole rating of the performance. What are you going, Ange? Eight. An Eight. Wow, okay, you're in a good mood today. Um, I'll go over seven. Um, I think I think it was a good result. I thought we controlled the game well. I think a lot of that was to do with Pearson and Berger. For the first time in about three months, we've seen a solid midfield play football instead of just running around like headless chickens. I thought it was a good, solid way of playing. And yeah, now we move into the referees' rating. gets an eight from me Ange for missing the clear penalty and handball so if we could have him every week I'd be happy um, he, he obviously needs to go to spec savers let's be honest and let's be honest Ange they're all rubbish probably not very good I'll give you that yeah I'll say that right now moving to the one that everybody wants to know and everybody, everybody will want to know my opinion but Alex Neal's rating about this today because I thought he'd have made the subs earlier than he did um, I thought he was very lucky at one point not to get boots when um, 
if you remember, they went for the ball for a throw-in and he sort of pretended he was throwing it to somebody else. Um, there was... I was... I was... I just thought he'd have put Bay on instead of Laurent. I, I don't... Or, I don't know how you can take him and Junior off in the last match and, and not have him on at all. And uh, I know it's horses for courses. We won. So because we won, you'd probably give him a higher mark um, than you would otherwise. But um, And I'd give him a higher mark because he did drop Laurent and I thought he, he should have been dropped. Um, I was surprised again that he didn't bring Haksabanovic on for Vidigal because... When you look at all the three central midfielders, I think they were all on yellow cards. So I understand why he brought Thompson on, but Thompson got booked straight away. Because it was a really big three points, I'm giving him a seven. Uh, he gets a six from me. Um, the, for me, the problems are still there, where he keeps swapping the team round, Angie. It's driving me insane. Now, I know it worked, and I'm happy for it, but Junior didn't deserve to get dropped. He's probably been in the in those in those last two games. He's probably been our best player, and he's been dropped. So that's like a. So how was his confidence doing? How was he going to be? And Hacks Hacker, I like him. I think he probably would be better on that right side or in the cam instead of Johnson. And I would like to see a more solid team. But I think he has got midweek in mind, so I'll give him that little leeway. But I guarantee you there'll be a massive squad change and there'll be another massive um, overhaul in the squad. He's got the formation will change. You know as well as I do, he'll go five at the back for midweek. Well, only, he can only go five at the back if he brings Kieran Clark in. We haven't, we haven't got anybody else that can play five at the back, have we? Well, he'll, he'll, play, well, he'll probably put Laurent in again. He'll put yeah, Laurent he in again. He may well do, and um, I do sometimes think that, you know, the players are now starting back playing again, those that have been injured, and it will have taken a lot out of them, that game, and I do think there'll be changes, and when you bear in mind we got Middlesbrough again on Saturday, um, I can understand why there'll be changes. Yeah, there should be changes, but I don't want the formation to change it, Hans. This is what I'm... No, no, me neither. But I'll tell you what, right? I won't care if he absolutely changes the team on Wednesday and it's the worst match we've ever seen so long as we win. I think we're now in the territory where we have got to win and think about how we play after. We had some luck, you know, yesterday. We had, I don't care what anything... Anybody says we had some luck. I didn't like the subs, but we won. And on another day, we'll play worse than that. Sorry, we'll play better than that and lose. And that's just the, the nature of this league this season. Because everybody's talking about Leicester running away with this league, but I think that Leeds are going to be going to get second place. I, I can't see anybody stopping Leeds getting second place. Well, I mean. For me, I understand what you mean, and, and for me, as long as he sticks to the formation, I'm not bothered. I don't care what the result is against. I'd obviously want to see us win, of course I do, but if we stay with the same formation, even the backup team that I'm on about will know what they're doing, because I yeah. don't think this season he's played the same formation more than twice, and it's not. It doesn't help the team. 
But especially when he's trying to do all this fancy dancy formation change if it's working i wouldn't mind i'd go yeah well he's obviously a tactician but when he's doing it and we're getting battered <laughs> you know what i mean it's just frustrating and that's my big annoyance right so you've mentioned midweek and we'll go into our opinions of that game so we've got leeds united midweek we always beat leeds though don't we Ange? yes well let's hope we continue this um I think, as I've said, it's going to be a really tough match and uh, they'll pose much more threats than Sunderland have done. Uh, I think I'd take a draw on there from this game um, and I, I actually think that we'll struggle because they've got really rapid forwards. They break on the counter very, very quickly. So I, I would take a draw right now. It's going to be a tough, tough game this is. They won't miss the chances like Sunderland missed. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky. I agree. I mean, Sunderland had four chances. It should have been goals. There's no question of it. But um, I'm hoping for a nil-nil. I don't care if we set everybody back like we did against Southampton, but don't concede a, a... Well, I mean, really, we only conceded if we were an absolute wonder strike, didn't we, against Southampton. I'd, I'd take yeah. a similar performance to that to scrape a draw. That That's what I'd do. But, yeah. but in... That's my heart speaking, but my head's going, we're going to lose 2 0. And that's what I'm going to go with. Right. That's going to be my prediction for the Leeds game. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to Wednesday now with a great trepidation. Well, my heart could be right. Yeah, okay. So, what's your All prediction? Right. Uh, one inch. You're going one inch? Yeah. Right, okay. Um, that's yours written down, because I write them down now, Ange, because you keep trying to steal every week. Yeah, and then when I get it right, you lose a piece of paper. I have never lost a piece of paper. Lies. Right, then we've got Middlesbrough. Now, they, they're yes. kicking back in now, aren't they? So, what do we think of this game? I think, I'll tell you now, I think this will be one game too far for us. Um, be, not normally, but because of the nature of the two teams we're playing this week beforehand, I think we'll lose at Middlesbrough. Oh, it's a bit negative, Ange. Why do you think we're going to lose? No, listen, uh, when you've had as many injuries as we've had, and when you've had two tough games, because they are tough games, um, then... I think it's a really massive ask, ask to, to go to Middlesbrough and do well. They're playing well again. They are, they'll be wanting to beat us, as everybody seems to want to beat us. Um, I just think we'll lose 2-1. 2-1. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 uh, Middlesbrough. That's what I'm going to go. Right, well, that's negative, isn't it? You've just had a go at me being negative, and look yeah. at you now. Well, you said we're going to concede two. Negative I said Nelly. one. I said one goal we're going to concede. You said two. That's why it's negative, Ange. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I have no faith in this team, Ange, at the moment. I know it's a good result yesterday, but I think that's more luck than judgment. I mean, a clock is twice is right twice a day, isn't it? And that, for me, is my opinion on Alex Neil. I think he's, I, I, people who expect to be coming on going complete opposite way. I do not want him as Stoke manager. I've I've put the nailed that to the mast. Unless he drastically turns it around. In three in next week out and we win both games, then it might be different. <laughs> I'll be going keep him in, give him a new contract. But until that happens, no. Right, so that's Stoke done for this week. Now, what's the latest news 
if any, on the women's, Ange? Well, um, Storm the Bet um, did for us this weekend because uh, the pitch at Norton wasn't playable, so the match has been postponed. We don't have a game next Sunday, so we're looking to organise a friendly. It's a bit gut-wrenching that we aren't playing because if you have two weeks off, it, it's it, it's tough, you know. It, it makes a difference. So the, there's nothing to say about the women other than we're really sorry we couldn't play, but um, we're not alone, are we, in, in uh, pitches uh, not being playable. So we're off for two weeks for the women. Right, so that's that's confirmed nicely. Right. So we've got you've got something you, you want to say about a close friend, and which is now you've got the floor. You yeah. can speak. Yeah, I, just um, it was a big shock, and, and I've known George Andrews for years. George, many of you listening will know that uh, he used to commentate on Stoke and the Vale and Wolves. Uh, he's, he's commentated in a lot of clubs, and he was a bit of an eccentric with George, and uh, a lot of people thought he was a Vale fan or a Wolves fan. He's actually a Walsall fan. Uh, but unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago, uh, he went into hospital and he died in hospital. And it was a big shock for us all. Um, I thought it was a lovely touch of the veil. Um, they showed a great deal of class when the first match after he died, which was on the Tuesday, they had a bunch of flowers and a picture of George where he always sat. Um, if anybody does want to attend his funeral, I know his wife is wanting as many people as there as possible. It's at Stafford Creme. Uh, a week tomorrow, so that's a week on Monday, which I think is the 29th, is it, um, of November? But it's a week on Monday anyway, and um, it's at two, 2 o'clock at Stafford Creme, and she wants everybody to wear bright colours, and George did so much for local charities. In fact, he, he wrote a book, and every penny of the profits went to um, to the Dougie Mac, and it's a, it's a, it's a really been a really sad time. We, you know, have done a couple of press conferences at Stoke since the match yesterday. He wasn't there. It, it just makes you realise that uh, even though we moan when Stoke lose, there's far more important things in life. And on a more positive note, um, Lewis Macari, grandson of Lou, uh, scored a striker's goal against Notts County. Uh, you know, he scored a really goal for Notts County. I think they played Gillingham. And um, he scored an absolute belter. If anybody hasn't seen it, I think you'll probably see it if you look at the different social sites. But um, I hope he makes a really good career of football because it's a long time since we've been able to sing the Lumakari song, isn't it? Oh, it has been a long time. And my condolences go out for the family and rest in peace. And there's also been another major loss. Another 66 World Cup winner has gone. And it's probably one of the biggest. It's Sir Bobby Charlton, good friend of um, Gordon Banks, of course, and was a part of that great team that went out and was our only triumph as a nation. Went out and won the World Cup. Another sad day. We're losing them like flies, aren't we, Anne? Yeah, and uh, I was very fortunate enough to meet the Bobby Charlton, Sir Bobby, uh, on three occasions. He did a lot, again, like other people, he did a lot of work for charities. And um, he was more importantly than being a great footballer. He was a really humble, nice man. And again, as you've said, it's a great loss to the football world because some of these greats and these legends have, that have gone back for years. I think there's only one left now of the World Cup team, and he also played for Stoke. That was Jeff Hurst. Uh, very, very sad day. One of the finest footballers I've ever seen, Bobby Charlton. And, and nobody, nobody could kick the ball harder than Bobby Charlton. Um, it was a, a true icon and you know even people now who've never seen him play 
they all know the name Bobby Charlton. Uh, there was a story going around at one time that if you couldn't speak any language at all and you went somewhere and you, you talked about football, if you said the word Bobby Charlton, everybody would, would know who he was. Um, and it's, it, as you've said, Ian, it's very, very sad. And, and when you look at uh, that team of 66 and, and time goes on, it, it was just it just changed everything in Britain. Um, I was lucky enough to witness that as a youngster. I can still remember, still remember my parents floating on air, and I didn't realise the significance. But more importantly, I didn't think we'd still be here many years on, and that would be the only one we won. But he's he's provided so many memories for so many people. A truly great inspiration and uh, condolences again to his family and friends. Yeah, I, I second that. Rest in peace, Sir Bobby Charlton. Right, so before we wrap up, Ange, is there anything else you want to cover? Yes, I, I, I want to know what the prize is at the end of the season for... Uh, I know it's irrelevant because I know you're going to win it uh, because you always fix things. But what is the prize for getting everything right or winning our little side bets of... Um, who scores, you know, who wins, how many points. There doesn't seem ever to be a mention of the prize because last year you did all the out of it and I just want to make certain that this year you don't. So what is it that you're going to diddle me out of? Well, it's not really a fair prize, Hans, because if I if I win, I've got to buy myself a prize, which isn't isn't ideal, is it? So I, I don't know... <laughs> It, I don't know really. Um, I think it's more pride, Ange. We could figure some out, and the listeners could bring that up. What we should do. Yeah. So, so we'll get the listeners to to write in to um, ranting Ian, um, and and just decide what what the prize is going to be for the winner um, of this year's whatever we're going to call it luck prediction. I hate yeah prediction league, which I'm champion of three years in a row. By the way, Ange. Um, not with wow. not with major scores. So you're good at cheating on every count, then you cheat everything you do. Then. There's no need for that, Ange. Jealousy gets you nowhere. Just because I've won the championship, you won the the World Cup predicted. I went with Japan. You went with Argentina. I still think it was a fix. I mean, Argentina had a penalty in every single game. So when we talk about cheats, I'm not going to go much further Honestly, than that. You, you just you, you just can't take adversity, and you just can't stand losing. It's dreadful. Yeah. And being a Stoke supporter, I don't know why you're not more polished at losing. Well, well, we, we, I'm used to losing. Trust, trust me on that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you decide, listeners, and that'll do for this week. Thanks for listening. If you want to join us, you know where we are. We're on the Potters Podcasts. Just find us on any social media platform except TikTok. I've got some ideas for that, but I haven't decided to do it yet. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Thanks, everybody.